cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win Anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to the fun house. Welcome to the house of pain. And if you're subjected to the singing that James just belted out from the control room, you're in a lot of pain. State captures complete Senzo. Senzo is back with me, but it's a whole new ball game. It's a whole new show. State of the art artistry have replaced. That rubbish MKT sign. It's now time. The state capture is complete. I like it. I like look it at a that. Lot. Look at that. It's like if your child bought that home for you to look at. Say, Mom, Dad, look what I did at school. I'd go, God help me. I'm sending to one of those schools where they play with chickens all day. I'm wasting my money. But it doesn't matter. The sentiment is right. This is the MKT show. My name is Paolo. What a show we got coming up. It is International Weekend. Senzo's here, maybe we're going to talk about Ole, giving Ole some break. The MKT Show, live with you. MKT joins from 1 o'clock. Hope you stay around. CliffCentral.com Oh, hi. I was just... Sending some emails to my cohorts. <laughs> Welcome to the MKT show. Take us off back. Take us off back to when you were a kid and your mom was watching soapies. And she sits down, she settles down with a little cup of tea, maybe some biscuits. There's little pink wafers. And uh, she watches favorite soap opera. Could be Bold and Beautiful. Could be <laughs> Days of Our Lives. Who knows what it is? And you hear the voiceover come in and say, the role of Ridge Forrester will be played by blah, 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 blah. Some other actor, not your mom's favorite. And your mom's disappointed. And she goes, ah, it sucks. Why is not my favorite guy in today? Why do I have to look at this rubbish replacement? Now you know the feeling. Okay. Everyone's disappointed with their subs. You know, when you're watching a game, the wrong substitute comes on. Ah, could have done better. That's me today. Subbing in for MKT. But of course, got my own shirt name, the PTP Show. What does PTP stand for? I'm just going to say I go by the name of Paulo. Just like all the good Portuguese. Figo, Ronaldo, Nando's. One name. Right? <laughs> I'm not alone today. Thank God. With me is the always sexual, the always toit, the always handsome. Senzo, I believe your tax did not make you relax. Bro, it was a shit show. But, and then, if... Yeah, I feel like I went to hell and back. But uh, it's good to be back. Yeah. This is the guy he's been uh, off studying for tax exams. My God, what a grown-up thing to do. I admire what they call them geriatric students. Mm-hmm. Geriatric students, I admire them. And there you go. You go through all the things. And then what do we have? An IT error. Yep. Guy can't write his exam. Yeah. Wasting I'm... your time there. You could be wasting your time on the show. You know what I mean? Doing better things. Well, but it is what it is. We'll charge it to the game. We will charge it to the game. Is that refundable? Tax refundable? I should hope so. The Senzo Satibe. I like that. I'm telling you, the guarantee from Senzo, relax, he'll take care of your tax, play some sex, then we'll go get double vaxxed. That's the one. 
That's the one. Because of our vaccination rates, no Club World Cup coming to South Africa. Really? They've pulled the, they've pulled the plug on it because they're worried they might not be able to get Chelsea in. Oh, wow. <laughs> obviously, obviously that would happen. How convenient. So, of course, of course. Pipe dream. So, coming up in the show today, it football-focused show. Senzo, I don't know if you've got any other sports stuff we'll get to later. Mm. We're talking about a lot of football. International weekend. Senzo and I are going to talk a bit about Manchester United. Uh, we're going to go through the uh, the uh, international lineups. Who could qualify? Who may miss out on the World Cup? It is the Europe. Is it Europa Nations League? Is it Europa Nations it's, it's, League? It's uh, yeah, the European, whatever it is. It is the Nation League's final. How many trophies do they want in Europe? I, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. And I'll tell you, I think it's okay. great because you've got to win something. You know, okay. Portugal with the current holders is going to be ripped from our clammy grasp. By Italy or Spain. Imagine or Italy would <laughs> you both your titles. But the momentum's good, right? Yeah. The momentum's good. And I think I think it's a cool competition and there's obviously plans afoot to do similar competitions around the rest mm. of your, uh, the world uh, to get rid of meaningless friendlies. Mm. We'll be looking at the game between Spain and Italy. And maybe there's no football you want to watch tonight because as I can see, that's the only game happening. Spain, Italy's the only game on TV tonight. Oh, France, Belgium's tomorrow, yeah. That's fr- yeah, they're tomorrow. So maybe you got some time. You want to watch a sports movie. We're going to have some fun at the end of the show. Go through what we think are five great sports movies. We've got all the social media. And we've got some football video game fails. You thought our lookalike footballers yesterday sucked. Since <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about guys getting sued. Asking, can a footballer sue a video game company? We're going to find that out all coming up in the PTP show. MKT, if he joins at one. Who knows? He may be frightened off. He may go, you know you what? Start, you must start MKT. I'm the captain now. That's it. My work is done. Pass the armband. So we just need to get rid of that, that scarf there, but that's coming. That's coming. That's set design. That's big time set design. We will rejig that scarf. So, None yeah. of us are into it. Ryan holding up the Chelsea fort there. Ryan, what's your feeling? Can we ditch the scarf? Uh, not at all. I, I couldn't no. clearly burn it right so we will Sorry. be burning it <laughs> no 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 no. It's toilet paper toilet paper yes thank you so loud and clear from Ryan that we can use it as toilet paper all that coming up in the PTP show I can't even say it myself how do I expect you to get through it <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to give Ole a break ourselves just after that Cliffcentral.com. That's beautiful. Look at that. Holding shot. The PTP show. Masking tape. Cheap pen. That's spectacularly bad. I know James had a hand in that. James, is this all <laughs> your work or Ryan's? I, I, uh, can you hear me? I got you. I did nothing for this. I literally only supplied the paper. That was You're about lying, it. James. Coaching. You were the creative director. You know, you, you, know, creative director. you know what the big thing for me is that we need to clip that. James saying, I did nothing, um, <laughs> which is pretty much the running theme for the show. James giving us a, some terrible singing before the show kicks off. Yesterday, we wanted to start a GoFundMe for James for his uh, thumbs. <laughs> really? Um, oh, no, he doesn't have enough dexterity. Ligaments. So ligaments for love. Hashtag ligaments for love. Oh, no, was get, it, we're was... having a debate. What, would James have a pig's cadaver ligament put in his thumb? And then he tried to derail it by saying, but pigs don't have thumbs. 
I don't necessarily say what, it's from there. That wasn't it ligaments, ligaments for change? Could be anything. What's going on? Yeah, but you do deserve hooves because, like, you don't use your thumb. So, like, how do you hold stuff, James? Like this. Like, what's up? There's the thumb. The thumb of a man who <laughs> never played arcade games as a kid. Honestly. <laughs> We're going to be talking video games later, and I want to find out how do you... How do you play video games with those thumbs? You're not moving around quickly. I was going to say something. <laughs> okay. Keep it to yourself, James. Give this a family show after all. <laughs> Senzo, you and I yeah. haven't been on the show together for a while. Yeah, man. And I mean, like what, what happened, we were like on a high. And, and sorry, if you don't like United Chat, it's going to happen. But everyone loves United Chat. Yeah, it's Every, the best. Everyone loves it. If you're a hater, you love it. So the last time we spoke is that um, what what what's our genesis? So Ronaldo signs, we're cock a hoop, scores two goals. We feel like we're Willy oh, Wonka, yeah. not Willy Wonka, we're Charlie in Willy, Willy Wonka's, Wonka's factory, factory, right? Yeah. Goes away, scores in Europe, but we know what we see. But Ronaldo's scoring. Yeah. Then we start having bad results. I don't think we've spoken to each other with the Carabao Cup. Mm-hmm. We haven't spoken to each other since Villa. Mm. We didn't speak to each other. The Villarreal game, which was a great ending. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, we all know what we saw. Uh, yeah. And then the Everton game. What's your feeling on United right now? Where are you? I don't know, man. Like, yeah, the, the hype has died down for me. Like, now it's reality. And we just, we just don't know what style we want to play. We, like, we don't know what style we want to play. It's like, Ole throws together like 11 guys. He says, guys, just go, go do whatever you want. There's no clear plan. There's no clear plan. It, it it astounds me that competent people who do this as a job can't even just try other things. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't just want to do something else. Said on the show yesterday, I'm sure you've seen it, that Soshka's whole backroom staff have been given new contracts. Yeah, I saw Mike, I saw Mike Phelan. Right. Yeah. And uh, old Carrick and Kieran. Yeah. What's, what's the guy's name? Kieran, Kieran McKenna. Kieran McKenna. Yeah. All been given new contracts. So Soshka's going nowhere, right? He, he's not going anywhere. So let's just strap in. Because there's no longer Ole in, Ole out. It's the Ole coaster. Yeah, right? it's the Ole coaster. The yeah, Ole coaster like up, down. Yeah. We feel sick. At some points, we're upside down. Well, you, it's a bit of fun. But we're there for the ride. Exactly. And that, that's what we've got to accept. Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Is he... Has he killed it? Do you think he's a bigger problem than, than he solves? No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. You walk in there, United squad, magic wand. What do you change? That McFred thing, whatever's happening with McFred, like that for me doesn't work because also it's two holding midfielders like because what that does, it poses a problem for Pogba. What do you do with Pogba if you play two holding midfielders? So and now with with Rashford coming back, it's going to be interesting. Now your take on Pogba is obviously there's always noise around Pogba. I'm a huge cynic. Pogba plays well for four months a season. The two months before each transfer window. Right? <laughs> he pulls that out the bag hoping for a transfer. Mm-hmm. Transfer window closes. His performances start dipping off. Right? Say what you want. Pogba never plays when transfers off the table. Okay. He's eligible to sign for any other club in January. Right? Okay. He's not committed to United. Do you think we bench him until he signs? Well, do you rate we, we cut our losses? Or do you have the guts to say to the guy, say, pull the ultimate bluff? Because somebody's got to go, right? Somebody's not. Yeah. Go, somebody's got to get dropped. Yeah. There's no scenario where all of this works. I want to... I'm going to cut Ole some slack. This is where I'm going with this. Okay. 
doesn't take much for me to criticize Ole Solskjaer. I'm going to have a go. I'm always going to talk trash about him. But I want to raise a thought, right? So Solskjaer spends pretty much most of last season, all of the summer going, I'm going to get another center-back, right? World-class center-backs going sure. next to Maguire. That it was Varane in the end, could have been Koulibaly. There were a yeah. range of players, yeah, yeah. right? But we knew it's going to be world-class center-back. Well, no, world-class center-backs, put them together, let them work it out. Sure. Okay? You can't really coach too much of that. Yeah. Chasing Sancho for ages, right? Yeah. Always want Sancho, always want to do something with him. Mm-hmm. And you spend your whole summer... Two years. Two years plotting for Sancho. Okay, what problem arises? Greenwood blows up. Yeah. Dare I say, probably the best player to come out of the academy since the class of 92. Even Rashford. Really? Dare I say it. Okay. Okay. But it's, look, it's not, it's, you, it's not far-fetched. Not far-fetched. Definitely within, in the conversation. Yeah, it's not right? far-fetched. Yeah. So you go, well, I got this kid. Taking to the league like a fish in water. Scoring goals. That's not the plan I had. But I'm not going to change. I've got enough problems. You, mm-hmm. don't broke, you don't fix what's broken. Sancho's always going to acclimatize. I think what a lot of people forgot about Sancho is he never played Premier League. Yeah. He's essentially a foreigner. Foreign player's got to settle. Yeah. And can I really take out my most informed player while I wait for somebody to settle? So this is what's happening with Solskjaer. Then he gets presented with this problem going, you don't say no thank you to Ronaldo. Right? Even Pep wanted to drink the Kool-Aid. You did. Right? You did. I think he came round to it in the end. You did. You did. You know? I was intoxicated by Ronaldo's musk. Yeah. But even if it, but you don't say no thank you to Ronaldo. No, yeah. Like, you, that, that's stupid. Right. So if you're Solskjaer and you're plotting out your team, you're now got a plan in your mind that you're going, Cavani is going to be mostly likely in my spearhead. He chases people down, puts them under pressure. Mm. Greenwood, Sancho, Rashford. Rashford should never have gone to Euros. This is a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous that he went. He should have had his operations. But he goes off to the he goes off to the Euros. But you're going, my front four are going to chase down. They're going to work. Yeah. Because ideally, you want to press and not let the ball get That's to your it. midfield. Yeah. Okay? You want to keep the ball up there. Suddenly, you have Ronaldo, who's not going to press. You try to accommodate Pogba. Pogba's not pressing. McTominay and Fred are put under all this pressure that did we develop and work and plan for? Because Ronaldo arrives on transfer deadline day. Yeah. Then he goes off to internationals. Do you think those guys have had more than three days on the training pitch together? To figure it out. Since he's arrived? Nah. So, suddenly we have this first break where Solskjaer can go, okay, let me look at all of this and figure something out. I do think a big name's going to go. Has to be dropped. Not going to go. A big name needs to be sacrificed. Ooh. Has to be. No, you're right, though. You're right, because... Okay. While you think about that, James, I saw you posted up a, a comment on the screen. You want to check that up for me again? Uh, I'm, I'm doing eight things. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I got caught off guard. Um, wait. Did I do it? I did it, right? There we go. It should be there. There we go. That's from Zapeta. OGS doesn't even know his best formation, his best starting lineup, or what positions his best players should play. 100%. Okay. So if you had it your way, if you're Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right, what are you doing? Like, okay, let's say you're the manager of Man United. What would you do? I don't understand when managers don't play their best players, right? I understand resting. Okay, I understand 
managing players' workload. Mm. But put on your best team, win the game, and take them off. We've all played football. How hard is it to get into a game at any level? Then when you start, start, you get the ebb and flow. You read the rhythm, yeah, yeah. right? To come into a game, especially when it's stressful and you're chasing, and now you're not thinking clearly, you're not following a tactical plan, mm. which is harder? No, the latter. Right? So I think you start your best players. Sure. Ferguson says it. Yeah. Ferguson says you don't drop Ronaldo. You start with Ronaldo. I, I do have a measure of sympathy for Solskjaer. I honestly do. Okay. Because he got thrown this Ronaldo problem. Nice problem to have. Still a problem. Mm-hmm. Which throws everything out because if you're going to be a team that's going to be high pressing, protect your midfield with your forwards mm-hmm. and you don't, what are you going to do? Everything's thrown out the window. Sure. Right? You're right. So, is it all doom and gloom? We're in a better position than we were last year. Okay, I yep. think last year this time we were 12th. Yeah. We had just come off a 6-1 yeah. from Spurs. Baltering, yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't have players on form. Where mm-hmm. we do have players on form, it's just not quite clicking. Mm-hmm. And Soshka has this ability to come out of being just when you think he's on the edge. Mm. Yeah. When you look at that, that, that fixture list, you go, God, he's done. He's done yeah, he's for. finished. Which we know is off the table. Mm. He, he's not going anywhere now. He manages to pull it out, and I think this international break comes at absolutely the perfect time. Okay, won't have the players with him. Sure. How is it that McTominay's training with uh, with the, with the coaches? Because I say Carrick and and uh, Kieran McKenna are spending time with him, teaching him how to be a central a defensive midfielder. But I assume he's not with Scotland. Nah, uh, they probably probably said uh, no. He's back from uh, injury too soon. I don't maybe, know something like maybe. that. Maybe don't know about that. So it's not that he's got time with the players. He's got time to spend a good two-week break to go, okay, bad result. We saw that the problem's there. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let, let's solve this. I do think a big player needs to drop. Uh, MKT dropping us. That sign is so much better. How long have you been planning this coup? That logo looked six months in the making. Quite right. That is uh, MKT, Grandmaster, Grand Overlord, <laughs> uh, sending his messages. It's been state capture. That's, that's all I'm saying. Ravonia capture. That's what's happened, yeah. So, I'm going to cut Ole some slack. I'm going to give him some time. Getting do, angry with him doesn't help. Do not do it, actually. Here's another dimension. I play 4-4-2, a traditional one. Because I play Cavani and Ronaldo up front. Because Cavani, like, when he's on, like, there's a sense of urgency and you can see, like, this guy is, like, on it. Because when he came on against Villarreal, it was totally different. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what your take is on that. You need someone to do Ronaldo's work. And that's just all it's been. And I think when you look at Portugal, for example, this is another team that I look closely, very similar. Everybody behind Ronaldo sacrifices for Ronaldo. Yeah. They do his work. We have not yet seen that at Manchester United. Mm. They're not really working for him. Mm. Um, Pogba's not going to work. I, I don't see Pogba putting hard yards in. I still say somebody's got to drop out. You've got to make a sacrifice, and it's going to happen. It happens it, it, when we talk Portugal. It does happen at times. Mm. There are big players that drop but, out. But, but, but look at all of the teams Ronaldo's played for. Look how many players have sacrificed their career for him. And happens. Look Karen at Benzema. Benzema. Look at Benzema now. He's the main man. <laughs> yeah. You know. He's firing now. But that's what Ronaldo needs. That's what all these superstars have got to go. This guy can take you to the trophies. You don't drop him. Yeah. You don't drop Ronaldo because he'll get you a goal, guys. He's going to do it. But you've got to sacrifice. It's no longer about you. Yeah. Right? And that's the decision they've got to make. Mm. And that's plans thrown, ripped up. 
Solskjaer, I'm sure, had a very clear plan what he wanted to do this season. Mm-hmm. And in one day, it all gets thrown up. One day, all torn up. The thing about resting Ronaldo, you know, I'm just looking at it now. Portugal play, don't play a competitive game till next Tuesday. So they play Qatar this week because the way Portugal's group is done, there's five teams in their group mm-hmm. and Qatar bought their way into that group. So when the fifth team is free, they play Qatar. Okay. Uh, so Portugal are playing Qatar. So Ronaldo's probably not going to play in that game. Yeah. And then he's got Luxembourg, which maybe he doesn't play depending on how other results go. So... Either way, the guy's got like a 10-day break. Who do we have next? Wait, let me just let me just. After the international break, I think we come back against Leicester, if I'm not mistaken. But then there's a hell of a run of games. Okay, let's let's see. But what I'm saying is that... Yeah, it's Leicester, then it's Atlanta, then it's Liverpool, then it's Tottenham, then it's Atlanta, then it's City. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. So, yes, you've got to find a chance to rest him. Yeah. But almost, like take that as Portugal aside. City, Would you have rested him against Everton? No, start him. Ronaldo will tell you when he needs to rest. He did it last season at Real Madrid. Yeah. He did it at Juventus. He does it for Portugal. He will tell you when he needs to take a break. He'll decide. Right. You don't rest him. None of those games can you drop him. And and I'm sure there's sides of that going, I need him for all of these games. Yeah. But send him to Portugal tied. Send him to his international team tied. You don't owe them that. Yeah. You, know you pay I mean? him. You pay him. Take that as Portugal aside. Yeah. You don't owe anybody that. My thing is, who do you drop then? I think Pogba, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of Pogba. I see the value he adds, but I just think the guy doesn't work back enough. And he's not signed a contract. He's not committed. And that's the only way this Ronaldo project works. If every single player is on board, 100% committed this season, next season, and the season after. And unless Pogba signs that, you've got to sit bench, my man. Somebody big has to get dropped. For this system to work. I, I believe Fred and McTominay, they're going to do a job. They're not the best players. But also, I just think... I just think Fred or McTominay, one of them needs to go. Because when Varane and Maguire figure it out, you're only going to need one of them. I don't know. Listen, you possibly could. I don't know if any team can play that. I mean, City do do go with a one. But they, the everyone in front of them is busy. Same with Chelsea, they do. We'll go with Kante or Jorginho there, but they always have some protection. I would, I'd rather have honestly two of them than one of them because I think one will get torn to pieces. But what it needs is everyone else working, and I just don't think that you can carry Pogba, Ronaldo, and Greenwood's not tracking back. And I'd like to say that's a tactical decision, right? Yeah. He's got to be there for the break. So how do you carry that? Any player is going to battle. Okay, now question: fast break now. The ball needs to go quickly up front. Who's the best at doing that in the team? It's Paul Pogba. Granted. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But Reynolds can play a mean pass though. I don't know. It's, 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 but look, this is, you're right. This is ultimately the time for Solskjaer to figure it out. And he's got two weeks. Probably like, okay, cool. Right. I'm getting results. Yeah. But something, some, something looks off. Something looks off. You know, also, it looks like some people are getting in each other's way and stuff. 100%. Because you go and change your whole system on the eve. You're after what? What, we're three games into the season? Yeah. And go and change everything. Listen, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to cut him some slack because to have your plans change so dramatically and put in Literally such a overnight. position. You're not going to say no thanks to Ronaldo. Yeah, because imagine you'd said no to Ronaldo. Then Ronaldo goes and he signs for like City or someone. Mm- People, people aren't going to the stadium. They'll be like, what the hell is he doing? Exactly. 
And listen, I also think you asked me what I you know dropping Ronaldo against Everton. I think the home games, the United are very much guided by Old Trafford, right? Mm. Not to a degree that Liverpool are, but if Old Trafford's quiet, United we slow, we take time. Yeah, yeah. When Ronaldo plays, that whole place is buzzing. buzzing. There's adrenaline. Even if you run off that for 15 minutes, you're going to tell me, I think Everton had two youngsters, mm. two children playing there. You're going to tell me they're not going to be in, in Intimidated. But, you know, the crowd's screaming, Ronaldo's there. Ronaldo's there, yeah. Win the game in 20 minutes. Yeah. Done. And then, then Peter out. That's fine. And mm. I just think at home, you've got to play Ronaldo. He just lifts the whole place up. Yeah. Makes it noisy, intimidates everybody, mm. and you know he's probably more scary in the first twenty minutes or so. Yeah. Although he scores so many last-minute goals. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut him some sack. Any other stories from the world of football popped up that uh, you've seen in the past few days? Um, I Caught saw your attention. I saw a thing about uh, Xavi. Like it's weird. Like this thing of his is gaining traction. That Xavi must go to. Um, must go to Barca, but they want coming out. Oh, also, Chelsea owner Roman Abramovich is set to visit the club for the first time in three years after experiencing issues with his um, entrepreneurial visa as, the, as he heads to, land, to spend time with his family. So they've granted him a pass. As you said that, I saw Ryan pumping fists. You think he's going to come with another striker in his hand luggage? No, he's coming for, he's coming for Rudiger contract renewal. Because That's a big one. Yeah, because that that needed to be done. So what the what's the the thing is that Rudiger's contract is expiring by the end of the season. Chelsea and Rudiger are still negotiating on the new deal. However, they still haven't agreed on the wages. Rudiger wants two hundred thousand per week, and Chelsea offered one hundred twenty-five thousand deal, but uh, Rudiger rejects the offer. So yeah, the other offer on the table for him I saw is Bayern Munich. Um, it's Ooh. nice. It's nice that Roman Abramovich is actually coming to visit again. They they can't keep the king out. <laughs> They, you know, they tried a, to. They used COVID as the excuse, but now he's coming back. Listen, as we've seen, the British don't want anybody on that aisle. The English don't want anybody on that aisle that is not English, whether you're a Russian ogliok, whether you're ogliok. a dirty South African with COVID. They don't want any of us there. Let them have it. Let them be to themselves. No, well, when you, when you own such an amazing c- club, you're keeping London blue. I mean... How much does he own in London, though? Did he sell all his properties? Because he like was like upset that they wouldn't give him the visa. I'm I'm not actually sure. I just I just remember it made headlines why they wouldn't allow him in. Oh, this is breaking. We got breaking news from Senzo. This is breaking. Um, follow the press conference by uh, Ferran Revita, CEO of Barcelona, on the presentation of the results of the due diligence at the close of 2021 season and the budget for 21-22 financial year. That sounds like big man talk, big man conversation. We're going to go into a bit of a break now. We'll pick that up afterwards while Senza digests some of those big words because I certainly didn't understand at least half of that. It sounds like money, a.k.a. Barcelona's break. Broke. (laughs) We're going into a break. We'll speak to you after this. Before you love anyone else, you've got to love yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Senzo, we, we found a replacement for you. I know, my friend here. I'm sure you've my seen... My doppelganger. Do me a favor, squeeze his ear. The 
left ear. What? what other? Guy. Yeah, other left. There's a button in there, right? Yeah. It should make a noise. It should make little neighing sounds. I'd like to get that little voice box and actually replace it with your voice. No, actually, I'm, it's a great idea, actually. That is a good idea. And uh, when you press it, it reads out social media. Yeah. <laughs> it's quit horsing around. <laughs> We've done them all. There is not a horse-based pun that we haven't pulled out the bag in the past few days since Senzel's been going away doing tax things but not doing tax things. The biggest waste of education since... James, I'm not going to take us. No, it's not a waste of education. It's just a waste of time. Uh, admin, bro. Admin. Yeah, the admin. Computers. Technology. The What's time. it like writing exams these days online? Online. It's a total garbage. How do you not cheat? Huh? Well, now they've proposed that... Um, so, what happens is that you have to sign into micro, uh, Microsoft Teams. The worst. Or, or whatever. And whilst you're writing the test, you have, you have Teams as well. Okay. So that the invigilator can see... Who's doing what? Do you have to like position your camera in a certain way that they can see your space? Yeah, they have to see your space. They have to see your space. And they say if you disappear... So you're allowed to go to the toilet and stuff because like it's a three-hour exam. But if you disappear for longer than they assume you're cheating. Or unless you take your laptop with you to the toilet. But I don't know how people can go to the toilet in three hours. Like for me, (laughs) that's the last thing on your mind because you're so... Unless you're going to cheat. Because yeah, unless you're going to cheat. That's yeah. How they know. yeah, if you're going to go to the toilet, yeah, you're definitely cheating. Cheat, so I don't know. And you can't have an earpiece and somebody feeding you information because they want to know what's on the test. Yeah. And you have to set your workout in such a way and you have to sign in. Yeah, it's like you're going to court. And if you had to write the answers on the inside of your tie like we used to do in high school? Oh, well, there's no tie. But in tax, you get like a book. So you get your legislation and you can write with it. But you have to flag it in such a way. You can't have loose papers in it. It's, yeah, it's, it's a process. So, yeah, they really make sure. It's like everything in lockdown has become so much work. And this is, I mean, a dis, you advert. Yeah. So not to, and normally in a normal world, you would go into a place to go write. Go in a place, you got your book, you got, yeah, it's just, it's just chaotic because now it's with this thing with COVID and then you have to like, screen and some people don't really have like i don't think they figured it out they figured it out properly so some guys can't some some people don't have wi-fi and they don't have laptops and stuff like that so now there was a situation where they had to go loan laptops from this some people didn't get their data some people it's it's just it's helter skelter and and you didn't write it you still didn't write the the test no well what happened was like i was given like the paper and stuff but it wouldn't download so I didn't see what was on the actual paper. Some people saw the actual paper and they wrote it. So once that happens, it might count for those people, but it won't count for us because they can't give us the same paper because people talk. Because there was a thing in marketing where they had a group because it was online and those guys in marketing, they were so stupid. And then, yeah. Marketers are going to cheat. I'm going to tell you if it's one set of students who are going to cheat at something, it's going to be marketers. I've seen social media stats. Jeez, I thought we had a very bad time technically here yesterday. I thought that only having James run your controls is going to mess up your technology. Nah, everybody's like just, yeah. Ticket off, make fun of James. Good. We're going well on this show. This is the MKT slash PTP show. James, defend yourself in a court of law. <laughs> You know, it's it's never actually a show until there's a roast on James. <laughs> then it's officially a show. It's on my list, yeah. List of things to do. Intro show. Intro team. Mock James every 15 minutes. It's part of it. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to do a good job because I know MKT is watching us. Judging by the comments section, 
Um, he's judging from afar. And listen, if he really wants to cast aspersions, I know we can't get the camera over there. Every now and again, MKT will pull out a sports item, a golf club, a cricket bat, an awe. Yeah. An awe. I said an awe. Because he's an awe of us. Or what? An awe. No. Oh, okay. So you heard it that way. <laughs> James walks in here and he looks at this mess over here and he goes, you call this a set? It just looks like a teenage boy's bedroom. There's dry tissues. I don't know what the hell's going on. In fairness, James, it is your set, so this is your fault. So it's your problem. Wow, wow, we wow. Just shifting the blame, huh? No, it's, I mean, you're the director extraordinaire. I, the... I thought this was our set. No, it's, well. It's our set. You're busy always moving things and stuff. We ride together, we die together. You there know you what go. it is. International week. Not many people like it. Not many people like international football. But when it comes to a tournament, we all get involved. But this is the ugly side of it. You've got to get to a tournament sure. somehow, right? And until they put in, who knows, maybe a seeding system, maybe a base on past results. But don't they have a seeding system set. already? They do, You're... but you still got to qualify. Just like dictates listen, where you listen, group. listen. I'll tell you this much for free. Fix international football. No, I'll tell you this much. Hosts and defending champions, they have to. I know, because they changed this thing. That yeah, but like, because qualify. France complained. Because France were like, no, we weren't playing enough games but this thing of defending champions having to qualify is absolute nonsense i won it last time right i have the right i've earned the right to go defend it because you guys couldn't beat me last time so you want me to not come then try try beat me properly was it or france because also there was that stage where they were doing like dual hosts and there were just too many teams no because france complained um when it was um French, so in 98 when the they French won. French complaining, I've never heard yeah. such a thing. So in 98 they won it, right? And then it was still the rule of like, if you win the World Cup, you automatically qualify. And then they went to Korea and Japan and it was an absolute dog show. They didn't play well at all. And they're like, no, it's because we didn't get enough preparation. <laughs> sure. Yes, yeah. sure. Not that you arrived being the most arrogant people in yeah. the history of the world. That's got nothing to Of course, to yeah, do they were also Euro holders. Yeah. You know. So they were just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, God forbid that you looked, you're playing Senegal and said, oh, yeah, we're going to walk this. this yeah. You know, it's all because we didn't play enough games. So how do we fix international football? How do we, because we love tournaments, right? FIFA must fix the ranking system first. How is Belgium the number one ranked team in the world? That's a ridiculous thing. It's always been, it's based on, and it's such a ridiculous thing. It's based on the quality of the team you've beaten and their track record. The, the calculation is, I'd like an actuary to come in on the show one day and explain that to us. The calculation to get to that FIFA ranking, it's a joke. That FIFA ranking is a joke. Because by that, by the pure metrics of it, Italy should be the best team in the world. 100%. They're the most recent tournament winners and, and beat they top-ranked teams yeah. to get there. And they haven't lost the game in 37 matches. So, what are we doing, FIFA? So, once we fix that, how do we get teams qualified? Okay. I say 1 to 5. If you're ranked 1 to 5. You also automatically go in. Or if you top of your, of your, let's say, of your UEFA, of your CONCACAF, of CAF, you're also automatic. Like, you've done the graft. Like, if you're the best in, in your continent, you should be going. You should be going. That's non-negotiable. So, I don't know. It's I'm caught. Just, just, just hold on to yourself there. I'm Hold caught. my horses. Hold your... <laughs> nice. This guy. This guy. Nice. That works on so many levels. James and Ryan are loving it. The guys are loving it. The guys are loving it. This guy's kind of in the way. So, yeah, sorry. Just, just, yes, just, just remove yourself from yourself. So, <laughs> I, the, I, like I said, I love international football. I wonder if there's not a way to fix it. 
I'm going to go against myself. So I look at it from a point of view where Portugal weren't always a good team, mm. right? We were a middling team. I'd say we're very similar to where Romania would be now, right? Okay, that's sort of where we were. Portugal no, it's not that bad, though. It's not that bad, but it's not where we are, okay. you know? So we were middling and we never really qualified for anything and we had a lot of potential, but didn't take, we didn't take football seriously because the country had a lot of other things to worry about. Yeah. We'd just come out of a dictator dictatorship late 70s early 80s so there were other things to worry about when we started taking football seriously it was this qualifying against germany and spain and being in these tough groups and not really qualifying that made us better Mm. so there's an argument to be made for small teams that go okay you do need to go through that process and pay your school fees before you reach a level when our portugal i think have qualified for every tournament since euro 96 Except for World Cup. So every tournament since yeah, Euro 2000. France, except for France 98, yeah. Yeah. So every, since Euro 2000, Portugal, I think the only nation qualified for every tournament that they've been eligible for. But then I go, I think if you take a World Cup, take a tournament of 24 teams, I reckon 20 teams go in automatically. Automatically. Because we know who the top 20 teams are. Okay. Right? In a Euro. And which people want to, what people want to see. That's what they want to see. Yeah. They're going to be the best players. They, they're traditionally the highest ranked. Yeah. They're legacy teams. And I don't know if people hate hearing that. The other four... So your Germany's, your Italy's, your Brazil's... D- down to Denmark and Sweden. Yeah. Because they're there and they give you value and they're yeah. tournament teams. Then the rest of it, let's call it six. That's... Let everyone else fight that out. San Marino... I'm sorry. If San Marino are still in the year 2021... Getting beaten 7-8-0 regularly. <laughs> but they don't have any professionals, though. Then stop it. Aren't they like the last, aren't they like the they last, last ranked team? Last. Then stop it. Yeah, because it's also a waste of time. Faroe Islands. Stop. Yeah, just stop Andorra. it. Just stop it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we're just wasting time here. Mm. You know, England beats them 4-0 and thinks they're the best team. Just stop it yeah. with those teams. You know, they're not going anywhere. That's why I like the format of the Nations League. That we're going to get into now because it went okay. about putting sorry. people of similar ability sorry. together. Okay, sorry to cut you off. So you win the Nations League. What do you get besides a shiny thing? You get a little shiny badge. Portugal yeah. had. It. I'm not knocking it. I love it. Yeah, but you had a yeah. Euro badge. But you're not going to replace the European Champions badge with the, with that. Euro- Come on. Inaugural holders. That's fine. Inaugural holders. An international team. You got two chances every two years to win something. Sure. Nations League gives you the, the option, the possibility of winning it every year to win something all the time. I think it's great. I think it's great. Okay, fine. Okay, you win it. You win it. What is the perk that comes with it? A shiny badge. T- no, listen, it, it, it is a glorified Carabao Cup. Let's, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, it's the same way you feel about winning the Carling Cup or Carabao yeah. Cup or whatever. But it's you, you get into Europe with that. So, well, say United win. Oh, well, Carabao, that doesn't do anything for them. At least it's a trophy. Yeah. Right? It's a trophy. Mm. It's something. And, and I think that's it. And it builds a winning mentality. Right? So, like if we take Italy, right? So, Italy playing Spain. Um, how the Nations League, if people don't remember it, is basically they take teams of similar abilities and yeah. break you up into little leagues. You need to play each other. There's relegation. There's promotion. And the top four teams in the A section now play each other in a semifinal. One tonight, one tomorrow. And then the final on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So how it's panned out is Spain, Italy again, one of the great European football rivalries. Sure. And then France, Belgium. Not for Belgium, and we'll talk more about Belgium tomorrow. So far, an, an, an under-delivering uh, golden generation. They're chokers. Right? Call them what they are. They are chokers. They're chokers. 
But at least if they win the Nations League, they've won something, right? They've, they've won well, something. Bear in mind, this is the repeat of the 2018 World Cup semi, the second one. Because France played Belgium, Belgium. Yeah, yeah. And France controlled that game. They controlled Belgium. Belgium chokers. They beat the brakes off the small team. No, they, they have to play the... 100% chokers. But if they win this, does it not just go, no, well... You're the best team in the world, according to FIFA. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I you're think... your favorites for every tournament you're going to. Also, they stacked. Have you seen Belgium's team? They're stacked. I don't think they're as stacked as they made out to be. I think we'll get into that tomorrow. Hold that on for tomorrow because okay. we spoke about it during the Euros with uh, James and MKT. I don't think Belgium are as stacked as they made out to be. Mm. When you've got a defense made up of Jan Vertonghen playing in Benfica, uh, the uh, Vermalen who's playing in Japan, I don't even think he's got Toby a Toby Alderweireld. And Toby Alderweireld, don't tell me you're stacked. So Spain versus Italy is one of the great lineups, yeah. one of the great matchups in European football. And Spain might be looking for revenge after the, it was heartbreaking. That the game was insane. If you remember the game from the Euro, it was yeah. all Spain. It was all, all Spain. Spain. Yeah. And then that crazy penalty shootout. Making his debut for Spain today in his line, in, in, in the line to make a debut is a guy called Gavi. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Gavi. Gavi. Yes. That kid is something else. If he comes up, who does he play for? Um, I forgot, but like I saw him. I think I saw him. An at the anomaly Olympics. about the, Sp- the Spain team is that there are no Real Madrid players again. But who he can, took, who he can took they no, pick? Real, no Real Madrid players to the Euro, and of course Real Madrid been hardly playing with any Spanish players. Asensio and Isco are jokes, and Sergio Ramos is in PSG. Plays for Barca. Gavi plays for Barca. Plays for Barca. He's a centre back, isn't he? Uh, I think so. Yeah. He's a, he's a defensive player. He was born in 2004. He's going to come up against Kalini. Kalini at that point had 66 first team appearances and was preparing for the Olympic Games. I feel this, right? Because mm-hmm. when I this kid is 17. Okay, that's insanely young though. So so that's, that's quite justifiable. I feel that sometimes with you guys, like when James is 24, when I hear the things he's up to and when he matriculated, it just blows my mind. So. I'm Team Chiellini on this. I hope he kicks him up in the air. Yeah, well, we know last time Chiellini played a teenager, what happened? You saw it to, to soccer. <laughs> I hope he bounces him around like he did with David uh, with uh, Alaba yeah. uh, before the penalty shootout in that last game. Um, so, look, Italy are trying to build a bit of a legacy here. Um, winning the Euro. They're going to go hard in the World Cup. I think I think it'll be one of the teams to beat in the Euro, in, in the World Cup. They add this to them. It just builds that winning mentality. Yeah. No, then, then you're going with a target on your back. You're going hot. True, true, true. Listen. I, because like France, they were, world, they were world champions and they came and stacked into Euro. They had a target on their back. And then what happened? The Swiss came. The difference about the Italians, though, is that Italy tend not to believe their own hype, especially not this team. Yeah. You know, that France team is always characters who... Who love themselves. Yeah. Where this Italy team, no stars, which you may wonder if when it gets ugly and it gets to the hard end, do you need your stars pulling you out? Italy's shown that everybody, there, there's no brighter star than anybody. Like everybody does their job. The only guy that I'd say like has like a really different dynamic to Italy, Chiesa. Chiesa is something else. Federico Chiesa is he's crazy good. I've said it before. It's like when you watch the flash on the Justice League and just as he's about to start running, he gets that little lightning in him. Yeah. Not being in the best of form this season because he's going through a little bit of destroyed Chelsea. He did destroy Chelsea. He's going through this little bit of a movement of trying to move from a winger into a more forward role, into a more central role. Don't fix it if it's not broken. That's what I'm saying. That's what. But you've been trying. They've been trying with that because they tried with Dybala 
And then they tried it with Chiesa. Like, it's because they're trying to replace Ronaldo. They said, oh, we don't need Ronaldo. I've got to say, sometimes watching Chiesa reminds you of young Ronaldo. When he gets the ball, it's not so much the tricks, but that directness of going... Yeah, I'm going to run. This is where I'm going. That's I'm where going I'm going. that way. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but that's where <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going that way, yeah. Let me throw something at you. Roberto Mancini, obviously notoriously a huge fan of Mario Balotelli. Yeah. Mario Balotelli of punching his teammates' fame. Never keep out of the headlines. Italy don't have a striker. They don't have an established centre forward. Immobile is he's one of those players that's great for Serie A, never anywhere else. Belotti? Belotti, also, again. Same thing. Right, again. Balotelli, he always starts at clubs well before at, at, at Peter's he's out. He's finished, though. Do you throw, do you go to the World Cup and take Balotelli as a hell finished. Mary? He's finished as a footballer. What's he, who is he playing for now? Like a Serie C team or something. He's out in Turkey. Uh, the last time we saw him, he got substituted, hit the the bench, hand rebounded, hit his teammate. That's what they tell us. Yeah. Sorry. You wouldn't chuck Balotelli in there just as a bit of a fun. No. Just a bit of a laugh. No. Wild but do, card. But do you, know, do you know whose time it is now to prove himself? Moise Keen. You think so? He's young. Like he's, you know, he's trying to rejuvenate his career at Juve. So like he has to, he has to do something because like I think he's on last chance. The only reason he keeps going to good teams because he's got a good his agent is crazy. Yeah, but I mean that says it all. I mean then he's surely at Juve, went to PSG, went to Everton, Everton just because of a good agent, not because of him. Look at him, like he's. I don't know what's going on now. Like, but he's playing within himself, and I don't know. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of potential in that kid. Uh, over on the Spanish side, of course, we spoke about uh, no Real Madrid players in the squad, which yeah, is. Really good. Do you think it's that? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm not, it's not far-fetched. Obviously, Luis Enrique having played for both of them. Barcelona, did you pick up any of that story? They released some financial results. But yeah. basically, whatever it is, however you read it, Barcelona got no money. And they're telling people not to panic. So I think it's just, you know... Uh, when someone says don't panic, you should be, you're panicking. Yeah, you're you panicking. Should be, red, um, alarm bells should be ringing. If you're looking at... Uh, we're looking at just before the show started about Barcelona, their new transfer strategy, trying to find a new strike. I mean... You know, I think they're going, we won't sign a good striker, we'll sign lots of strikers. Well, they can't afford a good striker. Which brings us to Divac Origi uh, being linked, apparently out of contract. And the new strategy is to target players whose contracts are ending and sign them on in January. Divac Origi, I think he encapsulates what Belgium are all about. There, but just not quite there. Yeah, but imagine now we're, now we're at that, that stage where guys like Divac Origi have a chance of signing for Barca. That's that's ridiculous, guys. Are you? Uh, I'm gonna bring yes. I want to bring James in because Liverpool supporters have this thing about Origi that no one else sees. Defend your man, James. Um, so he was. He he was very good at. I think it was the. Was it the two fourteen World Cup or the one after that. Um, he he was very good, and Liverpool signed him. And I thought when he was first at Liverpool, he was kind of okay. Nothing super special. And he spent most of his time on his on the bench. Um, but then he went out on loan and he was actually performing and scoring goals. So then I became confused. Um, then obviously he had his whole Champions League, Premier League winning season where Divock Origi was the first words out of many commentators' mouths for some reason. Um <laughs> But I honestly, as a Liverpool fan, I don't see much of the hype around 
around him. Because he's rubbish, I, I, I that's why. I don't why. understand it. I, I don't even know what position he is. He's exactly. like sometimes he's left wing, sometimes false nine striker vibes. The man's all over the field. Do you know what they're looking for? Because <laughs> this is before... Um, did you guys have Origi before Salah or after Salah? Uh, before. See? They're looking for somebody to replace Luis Suarez, somebody that could score goals. But Origi can't consistently score goals. Yeah, yeah but that's what I'm saying. You guys are trying to replace when Suarez. He, when we won the Champions League, he did. But outside of that... Is... I would like to know how the money men at Liverpool sleep at night. Probably quite well on a, on a bed of money. Still being owed money by Barcelona yeah. for Philip Coutinho. And now you're going to send Divock Origi. I'm surprised Shakiri didn't go down that way. <laughs> what other cast-offs do you have that you could send to Barcelona? Don't take anyone right now. Uh, I found out we still have... Um, or we, we still, up until very recently, had... Um, what's his name? Lazar Markovic. Really? Uh, on our books, yeah. He, he, they, they, they loaned him out to Sporting. They loaned him out to Hull. Yeah, yeah. Where's he playing? Is he on loan? I'm sure. Where, where they send him off to now? Uh, I'll have a look. But I know it was very recently. He was still um, on the books at uh, at Liverpool. I think he was at Fulham at a point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I got to tell you, I remember Place when. for Partizan. <laughs> right, Partizan Belgrade. I remember when. Markovic signed for Liverpool, and we're told we're, we're going to see we're going to see the next Haji. Oh, but I'm, I'm upset with um, Liverpool for one thing. though. Alberto Aquilani killed him. Alberto Aquilani, oh my god! That's another. You know what? Also, Liverpool also sent him to Sporting. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. I think we've been Liver- fleeced Li- by Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> Liverpool are the same club to um, won a Champions League and then proceed to sell. Most of the top players that helped you win that Champions League the following year, like um, Zabi Alonso, and well, if, when Real uh, Madrid comes, no- when Real Madrid comes knocking on the door, there are very few guys who can say no. Maybe now, but like back then, you couldn't. Yeah, and no, that- I know, but I'm saying there was like this mass sort of clearance at Liverpool. Who did you sell? You sold Alonso. These- did you sell? Uh, uh, Javier Mascherano. We sold. How about you? you- <laughs> I think it wasn't directly after he won the Champions League. I mean, he stuck. Alonso stuck around. Alonso went back to Madrid when Ronaldo went to Madrid, when they were building that super super team. When they, yeah. when Perez was just showing everybody, listen, you thought I was doing Galacticos now. <laughs> Wait. I want to bring on the new story since you bring up Real Madrid and, and Galacticos. We spoke a little bit yes about a Kylian Mbappe, uh, about a statement comes out again today that him and Neymar are having words with each other on the pitch. Yeah. Now listen, players argue. Ne- Mbappe called Neymar a bum. Yeah. Not like a bum at the end of your body, like a bum, a beggar. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's ridiculous that it even comes into to the news. What's happening here? Why Mbappe went from Mr. Untouchable poster boy? There's a little bit of a nasty side because you'll remember in the Euro, mm-hmm. his name got mentioned in not really great terms when they got knocked out. Yeah. Um, there were fights in the stands between his family and Pogba's family and Rabio's family. What's going on with Mbappe? Why are they trying to discredit this guy? Who's up to this? Ego. Ego, because he's showing you that, guys, I'm really the man. But guys go get Messi. And I feel like yeah, that Messi thing was caused by Neymar. And like it's, and because Neymar saw that he's not the man now. And it's just, I don't think Neymar takes football seriously. It's just, it's weird. It's weird. And and it's a, <laughs> I think we put the tweet out yesterday. We saw a tweet somewhere of saying, you know, the problem you got at Real Madrid, 
or uh, PSG is you got Messi who clearly doesn't want to be there. Yeah, it's like Mbappe who no longer wants to be there, and Neymar who just doesn't take his career seriously. Yeah, doesn't care. Neymar doesn't care. How does this all end at PSG? In tears. Do you think this is a push to get Mbappe at Real Madrid in January to get some money into PSG? But PSG need the money. That's the thing. Well, just so that it's it's not a free transfer and they save face. Do you I think this could be the, where this is heading? No, but they should have taken the money in 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 the last window. I mean, if somebody op- offers you that amount of money for a player that doesn't want to be there, I don't think that money was ever on the table. I don't think that money. You existed. think Real Madrid were bluffing? I think it was a last minute flex to go because where they're going to get that money. I think it was last minute flex. I wonder. I wonder if it's not just a way to push him out. This whatever way it goes, it all ends in tears. Yeah. World Cup qualifying may end up in tears for some teams. We're going to be looking at some of the groups uh, coming up after this. MKT joins us. We're going to scan quickly through some, some real football stuff, and then we're going to be talking about a lot of nonsense football stuff. This is the MKT show takeover. I'm PTP. It's State Capture up here in Ravonia. You got a comment on YouTube? Leave us a comment. Thank you for all the nice things you've been saying. Affirming me, my mom sends me WhatsApps. I feel really good about myself. Um, oh, just before we go to the break, there's a quick comment. They say PTP show. I love the touch. So that was from Tabo Bali. There we go. I got the fans. Thanks to Ryan for that set decorator, set design, big time. Cliffcentral.com. I need some advice on how to solve a problem. We know MKT is off yesterday. He was in George, Devil's Door by the Sea, where the only two viable career opportunities are surfing and Satanism. But he was on his way to a landmark in South Africa. People love this place. People love it down there, the garden route. It is a Titsikama rainforest, a Titsikama forest, right? Titsikama rainforest, yeah. Titsikama rainforest. But go every time we try to have a constructive conversation with James about the Titsikama forest, uh, he bursts uh, into Titsikama fits and giggles, and the meeting gets derailed. James, it is Titsikama, not Titsikama, you filthy little boy. Uh, this is- How do we move forward on this? Um, my workplace. <laughs> you I've- see. You see, I'm God. struggling to, to decide which approach to take here, to, to defend myself or just go along with the joke. The whole team here. That's no joke, James. It's, it's no joke. Guys. About 10 times today we've yeah. said Titsi Karma Rainforest and 11 of those times you laughed. Um, MKT is down there. What, is he ready to join <coughs> us? Or he's ready to join us. Let's bring him in. Let's see what glorious locale he is in. He promised us a foresty no. aesthetic. <laughs> Not very German. Uh, but it's Lewis. Oh, it's Spanish. All right, we have uh, uh, Gremlins. Obra. We, we have MKT. There, there, there we go. Oh, looking Whoa, very. Wow. That's all I know. Like he's on uh, Edge Network. You know how yeah, you panic now. You know, you know. Sometimes your phone network goes onto Edge and you freak out. Yeah. And remember, we used to be living our whole yeah, lives on Edge, yeah. mixing it, downloading right. songs. But now there's five G. Oh, oh look, my goodness. You have to squint to see. Even squinting is not good enough to see. 
No, definitely no cell phone reception there at the moment in the rainforest. We're trying to get uh, MKT back on. Look, we're looking at uh, European football, World Cup qualifiers. We love the World Cup. We love it. We love the Euros. We hate the process of getting it. It's so boring. It's so laborious. We just want club football. Already people I see on Twitter are saying, I'm so tired of this international break. Uh, It hasn't even started. Uh, Where do we go? Let's look at Europe first and see what's happening um, with the European qualifiers, Group A uh, is where Portugal resides. James, I don't know if you want to chuck those up. We can just go through some of the groups. There we go. Uh, group A, Portugal looking quite comfortable. Uh, yeah, they should walk it. There is something so tasty that it won't happen. You, um, uh, but because uh, Portugal still got to play Luxembourg and Republic of Ireland next. There is a final setup, a final game where Portugal and Serbia could play each other on the last day. As a playoff we to get that last to spot, uh, my nerves can't thing. handle it. It looks like Portugal will go through. But you guys like, you like, do, you like doing this playoff? Thing. On, but you know what? Every tournament where we've qualified straight out the group, we do badly. When we go through the playoffs, we do really YouTube. well. Um, so it's it's kind of a mixed uh, bag where you go, well, I don't want the playoffs, but uh, it sort of has a knock-on effect mm-hmm. in the in the actual tournament itself. Um, this uh, next group, obviously, Spain will not be playing so, Spain. Sweden, Greece, Kosovo, Georgia. Sweden, you know, I used this to be in this, this thing of where I wanted Portugal to just be like Sweden, where you just pull up after the tournament. At what Lim. point do you get aggravated with Sweden that they never do anything Sweden. in a tournament? Yeah, but getting to work at a place. expected from them to do it's something like this. Listen, I'm a child of that 94 World Cup with Thomas Brolin, Darlene. Uh, I mean, that was what we're doing. a team. Uh, we're about to go live. Uh, what was the big... Uh, yeah, it was Brolin was the big old guy. Um, so I still remember that team. Yeah. It's hey, look, Zlatan so and Hendrik Larsson played together. So. Is Zlatan actually playing now? Is he playing for Sweden? He's just come back for AC Milan. He came out of retirement for the Euro, but I don't know if that means out of retirement. Didn't he, isn't he getting a ban because of that conflict of interest? Come on, yeah. He owns a betting company. Or he's got a stake in a betting company. Or like, <laughs> and he's a shareholder in a rival team yeah, in Sweden. Yeah, like Oh, Zlatan, never change. I doubt he will. Um, another group where Italy will not be playing in the next Italy, Switzerland. But it looks like Italy are pretty much guaranteed. If we just flip over there to the next group, James. Italy are pretty much guaranteed to uh, make the World Cup 14 points. Next one behind them is only on eight. That's a done deal. It's a wrap. Done deal. Likewise, the, the other group there, France ahead of Ukraine. 12 points to 5. That's my European team. That's why I support France. France. It's, like, it's the 6th African team in the World Cup. So, <laughs> Does that still stand? Um, France, after the way they win out of the Euro, do you think they're going to the World Cup as favourites that they should be? No one defends the World Cup. Yet. Yet. Brazil came closest though. They did. They did. Oh, they made three World Cup finals in a row. Yeah. Because mm. 94 they won. 98 they final. 2002 they won. Yeah, you, you don't you don't defend it. You don't defend it too easily. So France and going into it with the added pressure that it's definitely going to be Deschamps' last tournament with France. Yeah, but also because a lot can happen in four years. That's why it's also hard to defend because like now there's a cycle. Yeah. Also because you prepare for, so you get your team together before you win the first World Cup, and then there's that figuring out, and then you have to go back and defend. Yeah, it's it's almost an impossible task. I would love to speak to a World Cup winner. To find out the mentality, because everyone as growing up, right, you go, oh, well, what are you going to do? Win the World Cup, right? It is the, yeah, like the pinnacle, right? Yeah. It's like so few players do it. And for all the Champions League, all the riches, every player wants to win a World Cup. How do you as a player 
not drop off your level at all once you've won a World Cup? I don't know. Like, how do you ever lift yourself up again for anything? It's crazy. You know, fun fact, right? I don't know. You probably do know this about the World Cup. You can't touch it if you're not a head of state or you haven't won it. That's a true story. I had a photo taken with the World Cup when it came on trophy tour. Yeah, hands behind your back. But do you know who's got a photo with the Do you know who's touched the World Cup? Rihanna has. But the Germans got into so much trouble for that because after they won, they went to the after party with Rihanna and they got the. And she's like holding the trophy and all that. Oh, but that's all better off. You can't be having Rihanna um, in her underwear line and not let her touch the World Cup. I believe we're going to try for MKT again. Uh, he's found himself. He's. I found himself an open gap in between the trees in the Titsi Karma rainforest, James. There we go. That is loud and clear. Looking oh, my goodness. Are you... There you go. Are you guys freaking kidding me right now? Are you freaking kidding me right now? Are you guys seeing what my office is at the moment? Well, I'm very worried that you are wearing short pants because I see way too much thigh. And the camera cuts off in just an angle where I don't know what is going on down below. There's actually no... Uh, I'm not wearing pants. It's just the top and it's, uh, it's all it's all a uh, party below the waist as it should be. I hope you burn uh, your crotch on the coffin. You guys are doing it. In- all right. Having said that, Paolo, that's great. I mean, uh, Senzo, great of you to uh, jump in there. Haters gonna hate and I'm okay with that. These <laughs> thighs are looking thick. A little bit of a thirst trap down here in the forest. So... I'm loving being that. But um, so just a couple of things. First of all, great first hour. Uh, I absolutely loved watching it. Uh, absolutely incredible. Um, to Ryan, I just, I'll, I'll get to Ryan actually and set design, etc. cetera. Um, whatever's gone on there is just uh, otherworldly. What I just want to say is let's start off with Senzo. Clearly, there's been a threat from his girlfriend that she will leave him. Um, so she does live in another country. He looks incredible. He's gone. I don't know if he's whitened the teeth, but look at that oh, handsome wow. face. Once he's cut the hair... And he doesn't actually look like um, a man who's living at the bottom uh, under a bridge. You now look like a person that I would actually introduce to my parents. And it is extremely great to have someone this handsome on screen. Let's hope he can keep that up. Will he? Probably not, because I've had to tell him three times uh, to get a haircut now. But when he does do it, it's just a pleasure to have. Dude, it's like winning the was, lottery. Dude, there was, uh, a lot, a there was a lot going on in life. There's still a lot going on in life. But now I'm back. Don't worry. Don't worry, I'm back. Okay. All right. So still, okay. And Senzo still unable to buy a phone. A lot of people are still asking that. So it's a very difficult task uh, to exchange, to go to somebody who is a retailer. Uh, it's called business. You can just give them money. They give you a phone. And I, have. Return, but that seems I have. I but have. Listen, you, that, I have. They, that's what you say. That's what you say. They jerk me around, bro. What am I supposed to do? The transaction's been made. Listen, you know, most retail stores I go to, I give them the money. The product is on the counter. I take the counter. There is no jerking around, but that's fine. Whatever you're up to, I mean, just the fact that let's let's celebrate the small wins. The haircut is sensational. Let's get to Ryan, by the way, in the back there. You know, as soon as I saw him commenting earlier about the king on Roman Abramovich, and I saw the sleeveless swag, he's gone full Eminem white guy as I've only got black friends. I mean, that is incredible from Ryan. Yeah, uh, Ryan, uh, mom spaghetti, bro. I'm loving that look. It just tells me that you don't care and you don't need nobody. Uh, it's not the the look I was going for. I I do care and I, I th- go ahead. I've, I felt like I had the MMA edge today. That's why I went sleeveless. <laughs> see, you can even see the tats. Nicely. What you wake up, uh, okay? Let's go get him, Ryan. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's no sense. You look like a, a, a M&M in the something. 
No, but all of you guys are leveling, leveling up and you're doing an absolutely uh, a great job. And to Paolo, just doing a full-on coup d'etat, I just, I absolutely love it. By the way, this is my office, guys, for the, um, for the next uh, sort of 48 hours. Are you, are you joking? What you got to love, what you just saw there is the epitome of workplace bullying. Within one minute, he made fun of haircuts, clothes, relationship status. And I don't think he took a breath. That is something to show your HR manager. Play that in training, sensitivity training. And say, don't ever do this if you want a happy workplace. This is why you get overthrown. And we didn't even get to James. We didn't even get to James. I I actually just wanted to point it out. James is the only one who did nothing. I I mean, Mm. I dressed in the sleeve, the shirt. Senzo had a haircut. You've taken over the set, Paolo. James... uh, yeah, he's here. So. Yeah, listen, Jimbo, J- J- James is yeah, still can't do a thumbs up, but that's fine. That's great. That's what he is now. At least he's consistent. And here's James's thing is I refuse to get a haircut when I know it should be every three weeks. It's like for James, the incredible thing is that he's got the same syndrome as Senzo, right? It's like you guys are handsome. And by the way, your hair is going to keep growing. Like, stop being shocked every four weeks when you should go for a haircut. Like, I shouldn't need to tell you your hair is grown. James, you look incredible, but now you're starting to get that look like Senzo had about three weeks ago when you guys could have been uh, living under a bridge taking crack cocaine together. Shave that beard and make it and trim it like you had it two weeks ago when you look like a, a model like Tom Cruise. There we go. Look at Senzo. That's insane. To anybody watching on YouTube, Senzo looks insane. Now, it's taken about eight weeks and 54 reminders and a lost cell phone, but he looks unbelievable. Senzo, you look unbelievable. I want to tell you, whatever you did, I don't know whether you were using uh, Nivea this morning as well. It's, it's just, you, you're glowing. I mean, I know you're not pregnant, but you look sensational. And James, you could also look sensational if you just got back to the template of just getting a haircut. And, and also before, uh, sorry, Paula, before I throw it back to you, James, get a hairdresser that lives closer to you. You don't need one that lives in the West Rand. Get out of there because Devil's Dorp is there. You don't need to drive past the devil to get a decent haircut. There's plenty in Santa. I mean, for crying in a bucket. Sorry, if if you were just going to come on this show and think that you could just talk people down, that's not the case because we're not the MKT show anymore. We're the PTP show and you're not the boss around here. Someone else is. I'm not sure who, but it's someone. It might no, be Paolo. good point. The, good point. The no, ultimate year. Yeah. Let me tell you the ultimate year, what you guys have seen, is that I have now got subjects who will go to war for me. I don't even have to do anything. <laughs> I've mobilized the masses. I've not even said anything. That is, that is my subject who will die for me. And people wonder why dictatorships stay in power. People wonder how you end up in cults. You go, surely, surely you saw that coming. But it takes a charismatic leader that may or may not have naughty times with you, okay? And I'll get you to do whatever (laughs) it is. Now, all of you, you've sent me your ATM pin numbers. I will take all the money out of your accounts. And that's how you keep dictators and cult leaders in power. (laughs) I did not say a thing. They're all indoctrinated. Phenomenal stuff. Listen, I think what we're talking about, and you guys got to know, I shave my head every two days, at least, right? Sometimes every day. You got to keep this clean. I don't want to be looking like George Costanza. That's not what I'm all about. Okay, so I'm cutting my hair every two days. It's not easy. I don't like it. Matthew Booth is a lot better looking anyway. Look at this guy. If you missed the show yesterday, I do look a lot like Matthew Booth. Wow. While we're on that, I'm going to jump wow. ahead in the running order because we missed this out yesterday, and I don't want to miss it today. We all love playing video games, yeah. right? Right. James nodding there. James. Yes. There's people who play video games and there's gamers, and James is a gamer. 
James, what's your game? PUBG, yeah. World uh, of Warcraft, uh, Apex, Apex Legends. Legends. Apex Legends. Yeah. That's real gaming stuff. That's that's one of those games if you don't know where like I like I love video games. But Apex is one of those games where you watch you don't know what the hell's going on. There's just like lots of little things exploding <laughs> and there's XP points and this it's like there's no game there. There's just graphics. <laughs> right? Am I right in Apex Legends? School uh, me. Uh very correct. It's it's uh it's the usual battle royale and just a lot going on. All of it. All the things going on. Now, this week, uh, footballers get, or football fans get very excited because it is the launch of FIFA, right? FIFA 22. Kylian Mbappe, cover star, 1,000 Rand for a video game. God help me. You know I bought it because I'm a moron, mm-hmm. right? Just before that, now the long-running battle has always been the battle between FIFA and Pro Evolution. Now, I used to love Pro Evolution. I found it more a more tactical, knowledgeable game. It's not for nothing. I really don't mm-hmm. care. Both games, they're exactly identical games. Don't at me. Mm-hmm. You know it's true. This year, Pro Evolution changed a little bit. They call themselves eFootball, where they give you a base of the game for free. And then as you go through, you get James DLCs. I'm getting applause from James. I'm getting applause. The DLC is downloadable oh, content. It's uh, extra things that you get. There's James applauding for me. DLCs is where basically this is the things that show up on your parents' credit card <laughs> yeah. um, when you buy yeah. skins. You yeah. buy skins in your games. Okay? Yeah. Correct. But, but yesterday we spoke about footballer lookalikes. Let's just say when you rush a game to market, mm-hmm. especially a game that sells itself on realism, mm-hmm. if you were on social media, you would have started to see the Pro Evolution football face fails. Sure. Okay. Funny. Now, bear in mind, eFootball, as it launches, only has eight clubs and the players of eight yeah. clubs. Uh-huh. And we're talking about the biggest players. Like sometimes you'll play FIFA, you'll play a guy who's at Preston who doesn't look like the guy. I don't expect him to. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah. when I'm playing with Bayern Munich or Dortmund or, God forbid, Manchester United, I want the guys to look like the guys. Yeah. James, I don't know how quickly you can start. Or, or young boys. Or young boys. Well, what I about put- young boys? They're, they're, as you- yeah, same point, right? There's um, a young boy, but no, not that young boy. Sorry, <laughs> right? quick, quick so, question. Sorry, um, which which club is Young Boys again? They the, the ones that look like Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones. I like how James tried it. That's uh, that's great stuff. Yeah, great stuff there, Jimbo. Great stuff. There. You you gave it a whirl, but Paolo's ready for user experience uh, uh, broadcaster. Senzo is looking unhappy because. He realizes that young boys actually did derail them, just like Aston Villa did in um, back. the League Cup without Leon Bailey. <laughs> Sen- yeah. Senzo's going back. So, James, I want you to check up on the screen um, some of these face fails, and we're going to talk about them. I see Ronaldo looks horrendous. Look at the state of that. Those what? are real things. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How much is the game? Do, do, you know, do you know what did Ronaldo's face? The same guys who did his, his statue. 100%. To answer MKT, how much is this game? This is what happens when you have a free game. So the game, as you download it, is free. But from there on, you got to pay an arm all, and a leg. all in to get the full game. You're probably paying the best part of 800 Rand, which I suppose would be, what are we talking about, $40 or so? Uh, yeah. 20 to $40. That is an absolute nightmare. What we see on the screen there, apparently it is Ronaldo. Messi's in there. Maguire's in there and Varane's in there. Maguire looks like a guy who was one of the Vatos jumping people in in blood in, blood out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's got a six head, not, not even a four head or a five head. That is outrageous, outrageous stuff. So I was intrigued. I downloaded the game over the weekend just to check it out. 
listen, these are obviously extreme circumstances and stopped at just the right rate. But overall, these players look terrible. I walked in earlier and Senzo said that e- or Konami, who make the game, have been forced to apologize yeah. about this. They did, yeah. They got forced. Um, yeah, it's because it's, it's ridiculous. Like, like, what are we doing? That is outrageous stuff. Some of the memes that go along with this is that, you know, last week we saw uh, Lionel Messi lying down behind the wall for PSG and they cropped that messy head onto his real head. <laughs> James, as the gamer, obviously realism, you got to get sucked into the realism, graphics, game engines, what's a snowstorm engine, the Fox, what, all these different gaming engines. How do you explain that? That's a nightmare. So, um, I know that FIFA prides, or, or EA, prides themselves in... Um, is something called a player impact engine, which is essentially what sort of makes their game realistic. If you get like slide tackled, like you, the character's leg hits the other leg, it doesn't go straight through it or whatever. Um, and Pez has always been known, or, or a PIE, we we call it a PIE. It's a PIE. So like a pie. Player impact engine. You call it a pie. Yeah, yeah. A- Player, no, 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 PIE, pie is something you eat. Uh, PIE obviously affects uh, the, the quality of a slide tackle on a screen. Hopefully you've got a 4K uh, screen. Obviously you've got to have an Xbox One. James holds his head. <laughs> <laughs> he was so defeated. Listen. Oh my God. If you're listening on the podcast, you you know that moment of silence was a man listen just to, dying a million deaths. So so listen, to what, listen to what one guy wrote on Reddit about this game. Says, yeah, it's effing gutting. Pez was back to being the legitimate competitor to FIFA, and I was, and high hopes for this next version was going to cross over once more to the Pez being the better game. And then I heard about the free, free to play cross platform with phones thing, and it's bad, worse than I feared. So, what? Why this is also so very shocking, right? Is that Pez has always prided, pr- been proud of the fact. Um, that was, no, that was pride. It was right. I mean, you you're on the right track there, but you doubted yourself. You prided itself on prided itself on um, the realistic graphics in the game, um, and their uh, impact engine, their uh, PIE. Sorry, um, <clears throat> has has been known to never be uh, on the same level as FIFA's, and uh, essentially. Pez's graphics was the only thing that kept them competing with FIFA. Um, because they, their graphics were levels compared to what FIFA was, but FIFA had the PIE thing. Um, and now it's eFootball and life is bad. That's where we are. I mean, let's get those... Can, can we just get those four uh, back up again? I mean, let's quickly run through all of them because there's people listening on the podcast and, and Paolo is one of the best human beings at describing things in the world. Uh, see if we can get both of us up on screen there, Jimbo, because you are an incredible producer where you are capable of making sure that both myself and Paolo are on screen whilst there's a graphic up there. See if we can get that going. But Paolo, I want to start in the top left. Obviously, a Portuguese guy who hasn't done too badly named Cristiano Ronaldo is there. Um, he looks... Um, he looks more like the, the, you, you know, the younger son of old Pedro in the south of Joburg there, who, who you've got to employ at the vegetable shop just because he, he dropped out in standard eight and he's got the, an expensive necklace. That, that's what he looks like, old Cristiano Ronaldo there. He does not look like, uh, the greatest footballer of his generation. It's, uh, he's got a squashed face 
And, um, I mean, the teeth look a little bit like Count Dracula. If you actually look through uh, so, sort of those teeth there, look like they're trying to burst out of his mouth. It, it, I don't know what's going on there. Like He's got the Carlo and Chalotti eyebrow as well. I mean, so much is happening. Well said, Senzo. I mean, he looks a little bit like he's got uh, Carlo Ancelotti's left eyebrow there as well. Paolo, I don't know how you would describe uh, CR7 there. We, you know, I mean, we're in this world where we got metaverse and we're talking about like real world, world meets the virtual world and, and whatnot. I mean, how far are we away from Ronaldo suing his virtual counterpart? For false advertising and having him removed from the game altogether, I would do it. I'd do it. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. That is, it's, I mean, Senzo said it earlier as well. You know, we've all seen Ronaldo's terrible bust at the Cristiano Ronaldo airport in, yeah. in Madeira, and like it's no, yeah. when colorize that, and that's what we're playing with. You're 100 percent right about the teeth. Ronaldo has probably spent more correcting his teeth than they spent on the development of Honestly. how these players are. Because Ronaldo came. To the Premier League, that boy had some buck teeth. Yeah, his and, teeth were going you know, 27 different yeah, directions. Happy Sundani thing going on now. And now look at him. And he's suing. He's like, I did not spend the GDP of Andorra on my teeth, on my grill, yeah. to look like that. Now, Messi. Yeah. Messi looks like Dobby from Harry Potter. <laughs> can, I'm, I'm can not I, sure I can, can do better than that. That's, that's exactly what he looks like. Uh, yeah, sure, Ryan, let's hear it. I mean, uh, so for those who don't know, sorry, Ryan, before you get going, it's something else that I wanted to say. Sure. Uh, Ryan uh, Tinline uh, about a week and a half ago discovered that he's a one quarter Jewish. And I think that whole energy is being carried out through sleeveless, through wearing swag. The other day he wore shorts with high tops that were uh, uh, limited edition. So Ryan's got a new uh, one quarter um, Yiddish guy swag. Uh, so shout out to you, uh, Ryan. What do you have, my mensch? What Thank I also uh, want to do, just sorry, Ryan, just before you get into yes. that, I just want to tell you, I never realized until Ryan wore that UFC uh, commemorative shirt how massive the dude is. Ryan is... What? Uh, you yeah, know, no, Ryan is a house. He's Ryan a unit. Is, Oates and Joburg say a unit. He is an absolute a unit. unit. That's all. Why did you think I wanted to watch him scrum flip? <laughs> that is... Yeah, good point. You good point. It's, I don't know what it is about that top has just made you go... Back for back from back like, He's back from back. That's back it. for back. Is, is that what it is? Yeah. You're preparing... To go down to yeah, Madrid. Have a license guns. Listen, we had Flip van Amarva on the other day, so somebody had to keep the stature. Oh yeah. Up. Ryan is a big up. It's uh, super soft-spoken guy. He's one of those safety. guys will rip your head off and bowl it down the street and yeah. then apologize I'm that sorry. you don't have your head anymore. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Ryan, and, and let's go to trivia. Granny fits. across the across the, the the orange light. He, he'll be the guy who, after chopping your head off and uh, kicking it down like an orange down the road, he will help a, a ninety-eight-year-old granny across the road. One of the nicer guys I've met, old Ryan. No, I like uh, go for it, Ryan. He doesn't want to rip your head off. Understand here, he you doesn't want do to it. rip it off. You made him do it. He will. What's a gentleman? But yeah, honestly, that shirt. Exactly. I'm telling you, that is an amplifier. That is a look at that. Where's side incredible. That's incredible stuff. Incredible story. <laughs> he just, he just, I'm sorry. All right, Ryan, go ahead. I'm sorry. If, if somebody missed that, he just threw up gang signs. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We're sorry. Mm, mm, mm. No, Ryan, 
<laughs> Listen, once you come from the West Rand, is that that's in you. So that's uh, that's West Side represent, but he's also from the West Rand where, I mean, some of that is bred into you. You can take him out of the West Rand, but obviously, as we know, the devil lives in the West Rand. And, I mean, you'll always carry that with you. It's, uh, you know, it's just like being a Nigerian guy and having a six-pack at birth. It's just the devil is in you because you're from the West Rand. And, and, and you know, that, that's that going to happen. So, Ryan, what did you have to say there, Pop? Um, I wanted to ask, yeah. how sure are we that this game is uh, properly licensed with the players? Because after your segment yesterday, Paolo, I noticed there's a lot of lookalikes. Are we, sh- are we sure that they're not basing these players off of lookalikes? No, as I understand, um, <laughs> Pro-, Pro Evo has all his... Oh, yes, of those guys. Hey, you're right. Because how do you launch yeah. a free game? Yeah. How do you launch a free game? Because, so, yeah. I mean, if you have a look at those, I think they're pretty accurate. I mean, Maguire looks pretty much the same. I think they've nailed Maguire on that one. But I'm saying mm. they look exactly <laughs> it looks like the Mega same Mind. as the duplicates. It looks like Megamind with a hair. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe they designed yeah. Maguire off his nickname. Like, they've never seen him before. And they just said, well, they called the guy Slabhead. And they went, well, you know, we're used to making fighting yes. games. Let's just make this guy look like a Slabhead. Yeah. What? And, and then Varane, what's going know, on with him? No, that's Maybe it was too expensive to license all the players, or maybe the players didn't want to be part of a free football game. So they were like, okay, we've got the next best. Let's, do, uh, let's actually just do the doppelgangers no one will ever know and just throw a name on there. I think the world of football you gaming has been blown wide open. Well said, Paolo. It has been blown wide open. With Maguire, what they've done is they've actually got photos of him after that night in Mykonos, and that's exactly it, is those were kind of free to the public because once you've committed crime, you know, uh, it's fair play. Let's uh, let's just get it out there. We don't need to pay for it once once he's been a delinquent, a drunk, and and somebody who's breaking the law in Greece where, ironically, they don't pay any tax. Uh, they thought, okay, let's get those photos because Greece, um, I, I mean, they couldn't organize, they couldn't organize a tzatziki uh, on an island, as they say, as the old saying goes. So, uh, yeah, Maguire looks pretty good compared to his crime photo. The Raphael Varane one, I mean, how has Woke Twitter not gotten a hold of this? Because he looks like he's tweaking on heroin under a bridge somewhere where Senzo some, and James sometimes live um, until they get a haircut. It, it, it's absolutely What's going on with Veranda? Is he sleeping? Is he what happened? Or you know, sometimes if you if your girlfriend says something ridiculous in public and she starts to get a bit too drunk, that's the like you know when you roll your eyes and they go to the back of your head like Jesus, not again. You know what I mean? He's got either that look or he's definitely just had. Um, for all of you that are old like me and Paolo, is uh, train spotting. He looks like a Ewan McGregor who's got a tan. Yeah, listen, there's so many deeply problematic things. The first time I went to Manchester was the first time I heard about a synthetic drug called monkey dust. And judging by that picture, go Google monkey dust. It definitely looks like Varane has been introduced to it very early on. So, uh, listen, those are some ugly-ass footballers. Uh, We (laughs) we have got more of the MKT slash PTP slash Senzo slash all of it. Lots of slashing uh, coming up in the last 20 minutes or so of the show. The cat's out the bag. We're saying that uh, MKT is, you know, down doing some MCing work, working at various races. He's actually on a roadshow. He's going around to every single person he can find and telling them to subscribe to the show and download the podcast. Which is good. 
That is what he's doing. He's on yeah. a one-man mission down the garden route, one man at a time. It's like yeah. when, you see, it's like when movies or like um, albums get released. This is the promo tour. He's doing the promo tour. Just like Steve Hoffmeyer goes around to concerts with a bag full of CDs. MKT is doing the equivalent with hey, a listen, laptop. Hey, subscribe. Don't, 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 don't knock Steve Mayer. Steve Mayer is one of the highest selling artists in South Africa. No, he's massive and also a, a deeply spiteful man. We won't be talking about it. Hey, listen, breaking news on Sky Sports. A Brazilian footballer has now been charged with attempted murder after kicking a referee in the head during a second division game, knocking him unconscious. What? Well, you knock him dead. So I suppose, okay, that's a normal, that's a normal, uh, uh, Saturday at Union Club. Listen, I've got to tell you something about that story, right? I used to play five-a-side football with a PSL player, a well-known PSL player that played yeah. overseas, right? Mm-hmm. One day, one game, he just lost his nut on the sideline, ran onto the field and fly-kicked a referee. <laughs> My team got threatened with being kicked out. Wow. The guy was guesting. He was a friend of a friend who came. PSL player, you'll know the name if I say it to you. Fly kick to referee yeah. at Old Park's five-a-side football. Not charged with attempted murder because the referee was an idiot and he was a waste of space. So maybe that's what lines into that. <laughs> but this is big news. But it's Brazilian second division football. I love South America. I don't know if you guys saw Marcus Rojo. Rojo, yeah. I was going to talk about that next on the socials because it took uh, Marcos Rojo 16 minutes to be shown a red card against a river plate in the Super Classico. Two fouls inside a minute. You have got to watch the video footage of this. You've got to find this for yourself. We're into social media with Senzo, Marcus Rojo. Those of us who remember him, what a buccaneering fullback he was. Buccaneering, that's the word. Fullback he was for Argentina in the 2014 World Cup. Manchester United signs him. We think, what have we done? The Argentine Roberto Carlos. We love an Argentine uh, at Old Trafford. And he stank the place up. Eventually, like, literally, literally, we send because he burnt his toast. I don't know if you ever saw that thing on Twitter about his burnt toast. He posted his terribly burnt ass toast. <laughs> this and guy's all vibes, actually. He is just vibes. United sent him off to South America. River played Boca Juniors, one of the most violent games. Super classical. Super classical. Was it at the Bombonera? I think so. Was it Bombonera? And took him 16 minutes to be sent. Two thousand a minute. Do you know how unhinged you have to be? And Marcus Rojo unhinged. That is some mad stuff. Yeah, Love but, me. Yeah, no, he, he, that that is electric. I mean, I've been to the Super Classico twice. Now, l- listen, he's he's the guy who's made for that game, where it's all vibes all the time. And if anything, knowing that that vibe is, they love him more now. Like whatever he did. Right, they love him more. He's he's more of a favorite. They're probably going to build a statue of him because it's not about winning that game. Is um, like that Brazilian guy. If you can be charged for attempted murder, get off with it, like they did with uh, some guy called Diego Maradona. R.I.P. Uh, to El Pibe de Oro. Is the more you can be unhinged, as Chisenza likes to say, the more we will build statues of you and paint you on every single building everywhere. Now we're going to get some more social media from Senzo, but if you're watching us on the podcast, you'll. Notice what a glorious setting MKT is in. MKT, you're down there for the Otter Run. Is it a trail run? Educate me. I mean, I'm a bit of a fool. What is the actual event? Look at that. Thick thighs. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of thigh thirst trapping here. Um, yeah, so it is a trail running event. It's 42 kilometers. Um, over here, uh, over my right shoulder here, is they will uh, finish over here. 
So if you, you can't quite see it, perhaps I can, uh, if you'll give me a second, I will, uh, this is a mobile studio, is if you can't quite see it, there's a bridge over yes, there. Yes, yes. Um, see my finger going there. There's, there's a bridge going there. Is there to run about uh, 80 meters over a really rocky bridge? There's actually a man on a raft. Uh, if you don't think that water is deep, um, see if I can uh, give you that angle on a man on a raft. Not sure if you guys are getting that. Yeah, I probably faced the camera the wrong way. Uh, there's a man on a raft behind me there. Uh, there he is there. That guy there. That's how deep the water is. And that bridge is, you know, like a relationship with people that are just vibes. It is unstable, that bridge over there. 42 kilometers. And then the last 80 meters is probably the most challenging thing uh, of it. So trail run, all mountain, really, really technical. And what technical means is that um, it, it's, it's really up and down. It's undulating, as, as they might say. Uh, so this is a brutal marathon. So listen, the people are going to finish this in about four hours, four hours 30. Uh, but tomorrow is the sort of vibes guys like James and, and, and all of those people. Obviously, James running a 21K. He'll be doing the Otter within uh, 18 months. But um, tomorrow, the time limit is 11 hours, just to give you uh, sort of an indication of what things are. A, a normal road marathon um, is about usually six and a half hours is the limit for a normal road marathon. 11 hours tomorrow, it's, um, it's the challenge, which is just for people like uh, you, you and me, James, who are just training and want to live life. And then on Saturday, obviously, uh, James would want to know. Unfortunately, uh, Tony McCann is not running. I'm just saying. I, I don't know if James would or would want to know or not want to know. Um, I don't know why he would. But um, to, so the, the, the elite athletes, uh, the cutoff there is nine hours on, on Saturday. So just to give you an indication, normal road marathon, it's um, six and a half hours here. Even the elite strong people, uh, which will be on Saturday, they need about nine hours for the last person to come in. That's the cutoff there. So... Uh, yeah, it's all happening, all trail, all the time. Um, I don't believe in road running. Uh, I just uh, I just do it because I'm a yuppie from uh, the northern suburbs of Joburg. And how many people are expected to run over the weekend? Uh, we're probably looking at about 300 athletes overall, uh, give or take, that are going to participate. A dropout rate in these uh, sort of events uh, is somewhere between 50 and 60%. Um, and usually about 10% of that don't finish. So you're probably looking at about a 35 to 40% uh, finish that, that's more in ultras but uh, the, this one might have a little higher finish sort of 60 percent but it, it, it's unbelievably brutal it, it's a marathon it, it's probably the toughest 42k in south africa that you can do and and that that includes uh that there's a 42k in, in lesotho uh which is in the country out the country where you're basically going up sani pass it's called the sani marathon and then you back down but this is this is brutal it's murder and there is uh go and look up the blowkrantz crossing right is they got to cross a river sometimes on the otter is that is raging that is absolutely going nuts and they literally uh you can come across by the way there's people here these are great athletes let's have a look at them sorry what are your names Letitia and, and Peter they, they are doing all of the things so are you guys doing your first one or you have you done the otter before uh, it's his first one and my second one your second one how was last year it's it's tough i did it in 2018 okay and then i thought when i turned 40 i'll yeah. do it again and how many hours can you remember uh just about just over 10 10 hours yes, that's so, good there we go all right and uh, peter is doing his first one so listen this is this is you know this isn't park run guys this isn't like a oh it's a vibes and th th this you, you can't just train for 10 minutes with a, a personal trainer uh, you do two months and say you've turned your life around like people invest you got to invest a year like a, a year if you want to come and actually be able to finish uh, with whatever your capability is so yeah hardcore people hardcore absolutely hardcore no that's awesome stuff we've been hearing like from some of the athletes and past participants in it on the show over the past few weeks um just uh, obviously they didn't have the event last year and back after sort of a COVID lockdown 
No, they, they had it. They've had it. Uh, I mean, they managed to, oh, to okay. pull it off last year. So last year, it goes the other way. You finish um, at Storms River. So that, that's an incredible, incredible location. So it's actually, it, they, they flip it around. So uh, they managed to have it COVID safe. Nobody came out of the event with COVID or anything. So it was super bubble and still managed to do it. So they, they, yeah, it's, it's been incredible. And again, here, the, the, there's, there's awesome like checks and balances. And um, I mean, Sandparks, you know what? They get a hard time, but they probably are the best in the world at what they do in terms of that they are you know, if you're going to protect nature, you know, you've got to be a little bit like Tony McCann, who who won this last year and has won it twice in a row. Is You've got to be full on. She's full on about, like, living her life as a trail runner and also uh, no straws because you're killing all the turtles. Like, uh, Ryan doesn't mind killing the turtles because he's obviously just found out he's one-quarter Jewish and he thinks he can do whatever he wants. Um, but Tony is, like, really, really into protect all the nature. And sand parks are probably the best in the world. They will give you... MTO and Sandparks, it is murder to try and move on their property, right? But we need that because otherwise everything turns into uh, Johannesburg and Cape Town and not, not everywhere needs to just be like a, a capitalist monger place. So, you know, what's unique about Otter as well is it's not just like Table Mountain is you, you can't actually walk on this trail um, every, like every day, you know? It's not like, okay, I'm drinking my coffee and I'm going to do Table Mountain so I can pretend to all of my friends I'm fit and I live the life when I don't actually. So it's not Lion's Head. Is this, this trail is closed. It's closed for the whole year. And what happens is you can hike it, right, over five days. And But in order to book for that, between 12 and 18 months before you have to book, otherwise it's completely full. It, it, 2022, I've already been assured, is already packed. It's already full. You can't book. You can't find a slot unless guys cancel. So um, it, it's an incredible. It's it's a really rare thing to get to run this trail. I've been fortunate enough to do it um, when one of the biologists who was testing the water and looks up uh, is is part of the team that looks after this coast uh, did it, and we we, we kind of did it over a full day. And, and it's just incredible because they're protected. I mean, Paolo, you can be here if you go into the middle of the trail. Uh, you can be five meters from uh, like whales, right? Whales are literally five meters from you uh, on, on part of the trail. It's absolutely, it's insane. Some of the most protected land in the world. And, and it's just an honor to be here w without being cheesy and being Oprah and Gale about it. It's, it. it's, it's, nobody gets to go on this trail. Nobody gets to go on this trail. So it's flipping awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, no, and I, I think we've been like, we've been quite flippant. Um, over the past few days, making fun of the area and Titsikama Rainforest and, and James laughing at it all the time. But it really is a beautiful part of the world. And you're quite blessed to be at an event like that. And let's be, let's have an Oprah moment. Why not? She's a billionaire. And I think we can learn a few lessons from that. Yeah. So that is MKT down at the Otto Run. James in the Titsikama Rainforest. Not Titsy, Titsikama. James, put it back in your pants. Uh, running up. <laughs> Last five minutes of the show, we just want to do some social media. Senzo and I have been laughing at Barcelona and their lack of money, who now claim they got twenty million pounds or dollars euros, to, euros. euros to spend in January. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They can rub actually two pennies together. The the CEO is speaking today that look guys it's bad, but it's not that bad. You so, know what I mean? MKT, James and I were having oh, okay. a little bit of a conversation about this and there is debate about whether uh, Kuman should go. Um, probably will he see out the international break? What happens? And Pirlo is being lined up as a replacement. Now we know how Pirlo worked out at Juventus, but when you start looking at that roster at Barcelona, does a part of you not wonder what a breath of fresh air might do with that? With Ansufati, uh, Pedri, Philip Coutinho, uh, um, 
the the Dutch. <laughs> I keep remembering which De Jong, the the, the, the De Frankie De Jong. I keep getting confused Frankie. between all of them. Plus yeah. the experience of Busquets and PK. Do you not think a new broom could do something that, even if it is someone like Pirlo? Listen, and if he tanks it, he'll never get another man Gerald job ever again. Doesn't need one. The man's gorgeous. The man's gorgeous. Has a wine farm. Doesn't matter what he's coaching. Not yeah. interested. I but just Pirlo looks not like nothing phases him there. It might not be, and he's always been that way. So it might not be the worst thing. Just change for change's sake over at uh, Barcelona. There's enough players, enough players that maybe just need a new chance. Yeah, because the other day, can you play two centre-backs at striker? Oh, it's ridiculous. And don't forget, Aguero is there to come back. And you know, if, if you've got a foot Aguero, is really the guy scores goals. The I don't think Aguero is there to come back. I think that, yeah, I think he, he saw Messi was leaving. He's like, but I can't better play with Messi. That's why he's injured for that long. I really hope that's not the truth. You know, I've always liked Aguero. I think he's a top class player. Um, and I really hope that he's not going to throw a sulk because that guy in form, you look what Benzema's doing at, at Real Madrid. Aguero does it on, on the regular. I'm telling you. So maybe it's not all doom and gloom for Barcelona. Maybe they pull it mm-hmm. out the fire. As the old adage says, only time will tell. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that for Barcelona at all. I, I, I would totally go the other direction because, you know, I'd love to know why Memphis is there because Barcelona are in the mire and you go and get a guy who's, quite frankly, we've seen now, he's not, he doesn't care about football. Like, stop telling me he's matured. He has not. He, he has not. He's shown you what he is now. Um, I don't know why Barcelona are already, it's like, it's almost like a, a heroin addict going to rehab at a at a crack house because what you Barcelona is such a mess already is that and we've spoken about this before it's what I don't get about Latin clubs I don't know when they, when they're going to get professional it's like Ronald Koeman is the medicine because if you in recovery you have to go through the sobriety thing is he's painful because it's been a mess the whole time you Coutinho and Memphis Depay quite frankly Frankie de Jong I don't know what he's doing there is Barcelona had a standard, and you know when they were the very few times they were successful was when Johan Cruyff, um, the great Pep, Pep Guardiola, um, who, who's the who's the Dutch guy with the terrible dreads? Rijkaard. Um, but Rijkaard. Let's Tito not forget what are they all have in common? Disa- Tito. D- disciplinarian. Tito Barcelona needs disciplinarian. But this not... the only time Barcelona have been successful is when. Yeah, but no, but I'm saying exactly your point. Let's not forget Barcelona are an outrageously underperforming club over their history. They won pretty much all of their Champions League titles over the past 10 years. Before that, they had won one for how big they are in league titles that were way down. Barcelona, from the Lulama saying that Barcelona is ready to be bought by the Royal AF. Yes. <laughs> Barcelona by the yeah. Royal AF. No, Shonim Kiz has got too much money. <laughs> They're going to start handing out the transfer fees on the field. Yeah, no, no, no. Style. If you could buy statuses, I mean, I'd buy Barca status. You know, I mean... Uh, prob- the the, the prob- yeah, problem is she would buy Barcelona and then uh, what, what, sell it to uh, Rayo Vallecano and swap their status and have Barcelona become a sandwich shop. I mean, I, I do like the idea. Uh, but, but on a very serious note, no, 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 no. Perlo is not the guy to come and sort a mess out. Is that he, he had, he had a dynasty to look after. Basically with Juventus, what you, all you got to do with Juventus is keep it on track. And it was a complete and utter mess. You can't bring in an experienced guy. It's like kind of Ollie where he's struggling now is, an inexperienced guy needs to come into a stable place that's going to win. Is that Perlo comes in, and honestly, Memphis runs that place. 
is Kuman is the right personality. Is he a good enough coach? That's a different thing. Is I don't think Barcelona uh, they must accept where they are now. It's going to rebuild. It's going to be a top six season, quite frankly. He, like if an institution is a mess, you know what you need stability and direction and and stick with the disciplinarian it's going to be painful because you've been you know what you don't get fat by mistake right is you get fat because you lose discipline barcelona has is lost as an as an entity you cannot go and get perlo it'll, it'll only get worse trust me it'll only get worse you what need a disciplinarian John? what you needed was jose Mourinho. What you needed was Jose Mourinho to go and sort that mess out because to stabilize, you stop thinking you can win from here, Barcelona. You cannot. You need to stabilize, and what you need is to get the culture right, and only a disciplinarian can do that. If Perla comes there, are you kidding me? He's going or him and Memphis at fashion shows. Perla, uh, Memphis is doing his hair. He's tight. He's touching up Memphis's tattoos. Are you joking? That'll be a mess. What about Javi? What do you Keep think of Javi? Coming in. Well, so Senzo's saying. I mean, yeah, I think a mess. I think. A, for Barcelona, it's back to the early 90s where there were six players struggling to get into the top four. Remember, this is a club who are historically underperforming and they're just probably reverting to the yeah. norm after an outrageously successful period yeah. just because they happen to have the best player of all time in the academy, which doesn't mean yeah. they got a good academy. It just means they had the best player of all time well happen to land there. Um, and Senzo is saying, what about well Xavi? Said. Hey, Xavi, stay the hell away from there. You're out in the Middle East. You're getting paid a lot of money. You won the Qatar lottery. You know, everything's fine for you there. Just stay there for now. Not this yeah. job. You're not romantic there. Come guys. there eventually. I, I think Xavi's a fool. And a lot of people, I think Suarez intimated it at his, uh, in an interview he did last week mm-hmm. that he's spoken to Xavi and everybody knows. Just stay away. It's not the time. Let, Who uh, knows Suarez said that? Luis Suarez intimated that he sold Xavi. Let Roberto Martinez go there. When he let him win a trophy with Belgium and let him go there, let him sort it out. That's the sort of caliber of coach they should get. Not a disciplinarian. Back to the early 90s for Barcelona, where they belong, the stinky bastards. You, if I'm Xavi, you know what I do. If I'm Xavi, you know what I do. I do this a Dan where I come and I'm like, uh, uh, what does a Dan do? I came as a like, club ambassador, mm. but we knew what was happening. Right? I can't remember, was it Carlo who was coaching this time? We knew what was happening, but he came a club ambassador and all of a sudden sporting director, all of a sudden coaching the C team, all of a sudden his son's in the, in the Real Madrid B team now. <laughs> That's what I do as Xavi. Come through, you know, we need to rebuild, be the ambassador, as you said, like Hui uh, Koshta, you, you know what I mean? And then in two years, once things stabilize, then Xavi come in and, and, and uh, you, you just, all of the hard work that someone else has done, you just go and win three in a row, you know what I mean? I, I have a question. Um, so I know we mentioned uh, Xavi and Roberto Martinez after his uh, stint in Belgium. Um, yeah. Are there any sort of Premier League managers besides Jurgen or Pep that that are sort of potential candidates? That, the guy that, that just got fired from Watford. The guy that just got fired from Watford. He's available. Although. Uh... I yeah. meant what realistically. About, uh, Pito uh, yes, he's next, yeah, actually. Pito Musaman. I, I, I say Pito, yeah, because he's already shown that he's a winner, ser- <laughs> a, a serial winner, and he, he's, he's. So I, I'd go with Pito, and I'd, I'd just say, you know, let's bring Percy Tao up front. You might as well put him with um, uh, Memphis and Lillard all the time. I, I love that Barcelona are going to be a mess for three years. It's going to be great. They're going to be. It's going to be painful. And if they fire Kuman, if they fire Kuman, I guarantee you, write this down. If they fire Kuman, relegations on this season. 
The greatest thing to see, the greatest thing for me to watch, and something I can, I can relate to, is somebody spends his life's work building up something, and you come within two days and you destroy it and make it rubbish. This has been the MKT slash PTP show, Cliff Central Sport on YouTube or the podcast, Cliff C Sport on Twitter, Cliff Central Sport everywhere else. Uh, or MKT will come find you and make you subscribe with his laptop. He joined us from the Otter <laughs> Run. Senzo, thanks for joining me. The whole team in studio, Ryan, James. We're back at it tomorrow, we're man. We're back at it tomorrow. All the guys on camera, on sound. You guys are the best. We can't be here without you. Thank you for everyone listening, commenting, downloading, subscribing. MKT's out on a run. So should you look after yourself. Uh, do I have a thought of the day? No, I don't. We're the hell out of here. <laughs>